Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. All right, my friends. You ever have one of those one of those days? I had one of those yesterday. I had one of those days yesterday. It was one thing after another. Not complaining, just telling you. Because I know that you can relate to that. So it is good to be here this morning, and you know it is uh, delusional. I think that's a fair way of putting what we are watching before our very eyes um, with the the coverage of Afghanistan, with the things that Biden and the left are saying about Afghanistan. I got some sound bites here. I've got, by the way. According to reports, this is in the post-millennial. We talked, we alluded to this yesterday. I didn't know this definitively. I guess we still don't necessarily. It's it's hard to get some of these reports from countries that are in absolute turmoil and chaos. Again, referring to the nation of Afghanistan as it uh, crumbles before our before our very eyes because of the way that we handled the situation or chose to handle the situation. Headline here, the post-millennial Taliban allegedly kills Afghan woman for not wearing a burqa. The woman was reportedly shot and killed by Taliban fighters in Talakan, Takar province for going uh, without a burqa. Now, this was the same day or the day after, the same day or the day after the Taliban to, uh, told everyone, made a declaration, hey, we're going to respect women's rights within the framework of Sharia law. And there it is. There's your framework of Sharia law. We'll, we, the Taliban, will respect the rights of women. We'll respect them enough. Um, and that, you know, as much as Sharia law allows us to do, which apparently, which apparently the line is drawn if you don't wear a burqa, they can shoot you, execute you on the spot. I'll go ahead and read just a bit from this. Despite pledges from Taliban leadership to respect women's rights within the framework of Sharia law, an Afghan woman was recently killed over not wearing a burqa. A graphic photo was obtained by Fox News showing the woman laying on the ground in a pool. I don't want to of her own blood surrounded by her parents. I'm sorry. I'm just this. I don't. What are you supposed? To, what am I supposed to say? I mean, that's that's what's happening here. In Afghanistan, I mean it's it's truly remarkable. CNN correspondent Clarissa Ward asked Taliban commander Assad Mossad uh, Kistani about how the Taliban will protect women, with many women fearing that they won't be able to go to school or to work. She asked him, how do you protect women? Because many women are afraid they will not be allowed to go to school. They will not be allowed to go to work. 
This was his answer. The female, the women, can continue their life, and we will not say anything for them. They can go to their school. They can continue their education. But he added that women must cover up. Well, I guess that's... I, it's just it's just atrocious. So we got that we've got that going on. But we got Biden. This is what I really want to start with this morning. I saw this in Newsmax uh, on Newsmax last night. Last well, this is Biden um, talking about Afghanistan with ABC News with George Stephanopoulos, right? The good old George Stephanopoulos. Anytime you see George Stephanopoulos, just think. This is an operative from Team Clinton. That's what he is. He is an operative of Team Clinton, George Stephanopoulos is. He's supposedly a journalist, which is fantastic and hilarious to think about. This guy is, um, you look at what he did during the Clinton administration, and he, he had a specific objective. He had a specific job, and this stuff dates back to you know things like Monica Lewinsky and uh, making sure that the president got elected, spinning information. Now this guy is supposedly a journalist. We're supposed to play along and act like this is has any semblance of reality whatsoever. But this is, you know, this is his job now. He's a journalist in the mainstream media, which of course is what it is. But he's sitting down talking with Joe Biden, and this is a montage. This is a montage of that interview. I want you to hear this this conversation and some of the things I just patently ridiculous things that we're supposed to believe from Joe Biden, the way he minimizes this, the way he acts like, yeah, this was going to happen. Like everybody knows that everybody knows the second we left Afghanistan that people were going to, I guess, chase airplanes, right? I guess he acts like it was just, you know, Hey, this is just what par for the course. This is what, this is inevitable. This is what happens. Nancy Pelosi, by the way, is out there telling news outlets that um, leaving equipment behind and letting apparently the enemy take it over is just what happens when you leave, when you leave military, you know, a military conflict or when you pull your troops out of somewhere. That's just something that happens. All the money that we invest in military equipment, it just gets left and it ends up in enemy hands. That's just part of it. I, I don't. This is stupid. I mean, we realize this. This is this is stupid talk. Anyway, let's start here with Joe Biden talking to George Stephanopoulos. Just listen to these, uh, this montage, I guess, put together here by uh, by the folks at Newsmax. When you look at what's happened over the last week, was it a failure of intelligence, planning, execution, or judgment? Look, I don't think it was a failure. Look, it was a simple choice, George. When the when the Taliban. Uh, let me back it, put it another way. When you had the government of Afghanistan, the leader of that government, getting in a plane and taking off and going to another country, when you saw the significant collapse of the, of the uh, Afghan troops we had trained, up to 300,000 of them, just leaving their equipment and, and, and taking off, that was, you know, I'm not, this, it, it, that, that's what happened. That's simply what happened. But we've all seen the pictures. We've seen those hundreds. Let's stop there. When you saw that, that response was absolutely moronic. When you saw what happened, that's what happened. That's what Biden tells us. When you saw everything that happened, George, that's what happened. 
when you saw the Afghan army of 300,000 people that I literally, I Biden, I'm not Biden, I'm just in this for the sake of trying to explain what he's saying, which is nonsensical gibberish. But he's saying, you know, I said a few weeks ago, a few months ago, that there's no way this was going to happen because there's 300,000 Afghan strong army, right? That's what he said. That's what he told us. We can probably, I know I can pull the soundbite for that, but I don't have it handy this morning. That's what he told us. 300,000, hey, this is going to be taken care of. Nothing to worry about here. Got a big army. We're not going to see a situation like we saw in Saigon, Vietnam in 1975. None of that's going to happen. Now he's out here. I mean, it's, it's literally gibberish what he's saying. Well, it was predictable, George, because it happened. What? I mean, by that logic, everything is predictable. When we saw the Afghan army put down their, their weapons and run, we knew we had a problem. <laughs> okay. Well, my question is, and I think the question of millions of other Americans, how did we misjudge this this badly? Or did we not? Was this intentional? I mean, this this is, I don't know how you make it this bad by accident. I mean, this is just really atrocious and bad stuff. So that's his answer. Well, George, we knew it was going to happen because, you know, we saw it happening. And George just apparently is, is okay with that answer. I mean, not to mention he stumbles at the beginning, but that's that's just the first part here. They continue. Oh, hold on here. Got to turn my, my my sound back up here. Pictures. We've seen those hundreds of people packed into a C-17. We've seen Afghans falling. That was four days ago, five days ago. What, what? did you think when you first saw those pictures? What I thought was we're, we have to gain control of this. We have to move this more quickly. We have to move in a way in which we can take control of that airport. And we did. So you don't think this could have... Biden has been trained. Remember, he's had a 50 years of experience in Washington, D.C. There is a, a way that people like Biden, professional politicians deal with this stuff. They they want to sound strong. They want to sound forceful. They want to sound in control. They say things like, let me be clear. Let me be clear. And you say it a certain way. In fact, I remember when I was in college, Bill Clinton had, and if you're watching on the on the camera here, see my fist, the way that I'm holding that? It's your thumb placed. It's it, You make a fist, but you put your thumb uh, on top of your index finger. You don't, you don't fold your thumb around you can envision what I'm saying and make a fist like you're punching someone. You make a fist, but you put you put the thumb on top. And they would actually, apparently they discover that that's some sort of a power gesture that's good in politics. They all do this now if you pay attention. If you pay attention to this stuff, you won't be able to probably sleep at night because it just, you see it everywhere. You see all these folks doing this and, and you know that this is all, it's, it's a performance, not even a good performance, but it's a performance. But some people to teach themselves to do that position, that position of their hand constantly, would literally hold a paper clip. And if I had a paper clip here, I would show those of you watching on the on the, the studio camera. But they would hold a paper clip there, and that's how they would talk. They realize that if you make a fist with your thumb folded across the front, it looks a little bit too aggressive and violent. But 
you want to look strong, so you put that thumb on top to where it, it has the appearance of your of, of you just trying to uh, illustrate your point and, and to to make your point. And they hold. I'm telling you, I've I've they do this. They train themselves. They hold a paperclip between their index finger and their thumb, and they practice that position. Biden does all this stuff. Biden is, well, he doesn't do a good job of executing it, but that's, again, what he's trying to do. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. When we saw that the, the airport fall, we the first thought we thought was we have to get control of it. Well, no kidding, Sherlock. Are we supposed to think that that is some profound leader on our hands? By the way, by the way, there's a survey done, a poll done, one out of 10 Democrats regret their vote in 2020. One out of 10. Folks, that was only, what was that, uh, eight months ago, nine months ago now? One out of 10 Democrats regret their vote for this nonsense. This is not, what is happening was not anything that was on the ballot. I mean, I mean it was in one sense because... Those of us who paid attention knew what we were talking about, knew what we were dealing with. But this was none of this stuff was discussed in the campaign. The campaign was simply was simply I'm not Trump. Um, COVID is bad. Trump is killing people. Trump is a Nazi. Um, we got to win our democracy back. This is our last chance to save our republic. Well, they don't call it a republic. Our democracy from President Trump. He's going to establish a monarchy. And then they say he caused or incited a, a, resur- a resur- an insurrection, I should, I should say. This is the rhetoric. This is the way that it's done. But this, these answers from Biden are flat out, I mean, these are just terrible. These are terrible. One more, one more here from, from Stephanopoulos talking to Biden again about, about Afghanistan. This actually could have been handled better in any way. No mistakes. No, I, I, I don't think it could have been handled in a way that what? There, we, we're going to go back in hindsight and look. But the idea that somehow mm-hmm. there's a way to have gotten out without chaos ensuing, I don't know how that happens. I don't know how that happened. So for you, that was always priced into the decision? Yes. That is an outright lie. That is 100 percent an outright lie. You know why I know that? Number one, we have, we have Americans behind Taliban lines right now. We have said, we have said we're not going to go and get those people. We're going to rely upon the Taliban to help let them out. There's no plan for those people. Now, if you knew the nation was going to fall, why would Americans even be there, President Biden? See, to me, this is now now the guy's really incriminated himself. And I don't believe a word that he just said. I want to be clear. Let me be clear as I hold my fist a certain way for the camera. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. This guy, if what he said is true, if if what he just said is true, this is this is criminal. We knew this was gonna happen. Americans are there, they're on their own. We didn't do anything about it. We knew it was going to happen. This is even worse. He thinks he's actually saying he's in control of the situation. He thinks he's actually communicating strength and power and just being straight. Let me, I'm just going to be straight with the American people. The heck you are. This is, a, this is complete, completely a lie. Now, granted, granted, it's a 
this administration is a mess and out of control. It is a dumpster fire. It really is. And do I think that this is um, their incompetency would potentially lead to this? Potentially. Potentially. Even if they, I mean, do I think that they would still do, you know, withdraw troops if they knew it was going to be this bad? Maybe. Do I think they wouldn't have taken precautions and just said to heck with it? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to, at some point, I don't even know what's important um, to, to, the, to the thinking sometimes. I, they did not know this was going to happen. They should have known it was going to happen. If they did know it was going to happen, again, I, I maintain that it's even worse. You've abandoned your own people. Why wouldn't you have prepared? Why wouldn't you have prepared the American people for what was about to ensue if you knew this? It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Now, being straight with the American people, President Biden would have demanded that you would have said, hey, what we're about to see is going to get messy. It's something that's unavoidable. Um, I've just calculated that we've, you know, we're going to bring our American troops home at all costs. We've, we've invested enough in Afghanistan. There was no speech before this. There was no setting the table. There was no preparing the American people or the media for what was about to ensue. None of that. Had they really known this was going to happen, this is what they would have done. That's what a leader would have done. I don't I mean, probably a leader would have probably said, you know what? Probably should rethink this decision. If we're certain this is how this is going to play out and go down, maybe not the best decision in the world probably has implications on our national security. Even if you don't want to get into the whole, I mean, all these other things with women now apparently being executed for not wearing burqas. I mean, this is how quickly these things happen. We should not be surprised by by this once the initial shock of what just happened, what this administration allowed to happen. We should not be surprised of any of these next steps that women are being killed, that the Taliban is going to institute Sharia law over the people against their will at all costs. We should not be surprised that Biden's out there lying and hiding and all this other stuff, giving ridiculously stupid answers, practicing on how to say what he's saying, but actually content-wise, having nothing to add to the conversation. This is a mess, an unmitigated disaster. This, as foreign policy goes, is the worst development in, I I mean, many years. And it is squarely, this blame is should be placed squarely upon Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, whoever the 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 administration, the cabinet, this they own this. They own this absolutely unmitigated disaster. And I've got to take a break. When we get back, I want to play a soundbite from Nancy Pelosi out there minimizing um what you know? Hey, this is this is just what happens when you abandon, uh, when you leave a country and pull your troops out. Your equipment, I guess, ends up in the hands of your enemies. She, that's just that's just what happens. That's what she says. I'm going to play the soundbite after the break. Delusional. These folks are delusional, and people sit around and consume this stuff and buy it. Quick timeout. Back here in just a minute. back, my friends. By the way, this program brought to you in part by our friends at Economy Heating, Air Conditioning, and 
Plumbing, located here on Indy's south side, sir, sir, uh, serving Johnson and Morgan and Hendricks County on the south side of Indianapolis. If you have issues or you're concerned about your air conditioning, as we hit here the, the dog days of summer, maybe you need some service, maybe just some repairs, economyheatingandair.com, give them a Give them a chance. At least uh, talk with these folks. They uh, they're they're good people. They do good work. And again, economyheatingandair.com. Be sure to tell them that you heard about them here on the Todd Huff Show. So I mentioned before the break. Mentioned before the break that Nancy Pelosi being interviewed by I guess her local Fox affiliate in somewhere in I don't know, San Francisco. I guess KPIX. No, I said Fox affiliate, it's CBS affiliate. So she's asked about basically the with, withdrawal. And again, the amount of mental gymnastics that these folks go through to try to answer these questions. There's no way. Here, here is something you're never going to hear from a politician, in particular a leftist. And a, see, a leftist politician has less inclination to say that they're wrong even than a regular politician because – they can't admit that the government can't do something. They have, you know, they they have almost double the pressure upon them to not cave in and admit this. We can't admit the government does anything wrong because the left is thinking we're asking people or we're demanding that people give control of their whole lives to the government. We can't we can't act as though there's any sort of weakness here or that this doesn't work. So they're going to double and tw- uh, triple and quadruple down into nonsense and insanity. So here she is being asked about the equipment left behind, just the process of leaving Afghanistan, and this is her response. The U.S. withdrawal left tens of billions of dollars worth of U.S. military equipment in the hands of the Taliban. There were helicopters, guns, ammunition. How much has that raised the threat of future terrorist attacks, this well-armed Taliban? Well, I do believe that the president's decision was based on one that reduced uh, the prospect of any attack on our homeland. Mm-hmm. And the president has made it very clear to the very Taliban clear. any assault on any American entity or person mm-hmm. would be met uh, forcefully. So uh, the, this is what happens when you withdraw. You, just, some stuff, uh, yeah. some equipment is left there. Mm-hmm. It was thought that that would be used. Uh, it was hoped that it mm-hmm. would be used by the uh, Afghan military to defend its own country. Mm-hmm. The fact that it did not and could not was all more the reason for us to leave. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that last part is the best part to me. She, sa- she says, we left the equipment there for them to defend themselves, and they didn't use it. So actually, you know, TV journalist, what... Um, that proves is that we were right to leave because they couldn't even defend themselves. I mean, again, what does this even mean? And by the way, if the end result of the Taliban having more weapons is good, I mean, she's basically saying that's good for American interests. This decision was made. This decision was made so that she's saying here Biden made it because it makes America safer to not be engaged in Afghanistan, it makes us less susceptible to a terror attack. How's that? Well, I don't even know the uh, what the the thinking is on that. And if arming the Taliban 
giving them Humvees and missiles and other technology. Heck, maybe let's give them an Air Force. Let's go ahead and, and give them a full-scale military here, and there might be complete peace. We might see an end to terrorism by, according to Nancy Pelosi's deranged way of thinking here. What is this? She's the Speaker of the House, my friends. She's the third most powerful person in the U.S. government. This is not a serious answer. And, but then again, what is serious that these jokers are telling us about? This is just, again, it's all about the optics. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. The president made decisions that are in America's best interest. And actually, actually, since it collapsed, it showed that we did the right thing. What in the world? The, the, the delusional thinking here. The just... I don't know. It, some folks, I guess, find this intelligent and insightful. This is just, in my opinion, this is really stupid. And this is being stated by, again, th- the third most powerful person in our federal government. And by the way, let me point this out, too. When you're in a state or you're in a district that's a, a purple district, a district that is a, a toss-up between Republican and Democrat— when you're in one of those districts and you vote for a Democrat and they tell you I'm a you know I'm a blue dog Democrat, I'm a conservative well, they may not say conservative, I'm a moderate Democrat, I'm a common sense Democrat. Okay. I can I welcome people like that. It's much more appealing than someone who's a radical leftist. The problem is look at who they elect to be their leader when they go to Washington, DC. This is who they voted for. This is this is who it is, right here. This radical, this I, a delusional leader of the House of Representatives. Now, she knows how to play politics, and they're, they're scared of her, and I understand that. Anyway, quick timeouts in order. But this is not... These answers, any person in the media who got an answer like that should push back. They shouldn't just nod in agreement. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. But I think the average person, or the maybe not the average person, but there's a group of people that hear this conversation going on and they see the journalist almost making it seem normal and they think, well, okay, that's the, the Speaker of the House. Journalist is pressuring her. It seems to satisfy him. I guess we're cool. I guess, I guess we're all good. I guess we should have just given the Taliban, um, you know, a full arsenal of tanks and surface-to-air missiles. Maybe we could have trained them on how to have some special forces teams. That would have been good. That would have ensured more peace less terrorism. By this logic, that's what she's saying, and this makes sense to people. It doesn't make sense to me, and I know it doesn't make sense to you either, but got to take a break. Listening to Conservative Not Better Talk, I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Dot com. My friends, program brought to you in part by Citizens Bank. Citizens Bank opening, open now, new location, Stones Crossing in Johnson County. Citizens-Banking.com is the website address. Visit their new branch. Check them out. Be sure to tell them that you heard about them here on the Todd Huff Show. But uh, yeah, open a a new branch there. They have several branches on the south and west side of the city. 
one of those even here in our own little small community of Monrovia. Appreciate Citizens Bank. Now, again, I'll say here that not everyone who advertises on this program, the advertisers are not endorsing anything that I say, but they absolutely, unequivocally, positively should be 100% behind what we're saying. But we're not going to pull them into this. We keep them out of this. But support our advertisers.com to see more advertisers that you can support that make this program possible. And I appreciate all of our advertisers um, agreeing with us or not. They, uh, I, I deal with some of the, the best people possible, you know, that, that exists. We have some, some really good people that we deal with, and I'm, I'm blessed in that regard. So what about this for a tweet? I saw Donald uh, Trump Jr. I actually saw this on Instagram. A tweet, it's a picture of a tweet from a guy named Mark Lucht, Lutchman, I guess, L-U-T-C-H-M-A-N, Mark Lutchman. This is a good this is a good one-liner, by the way. Giving all credit to Mark Lutchman here. I bet the people who voted for Biden are rolling in their grave right now. <laughs> now that's that's good comedy right there. That's taking a situation and making fun of of well, part of a reality. But here's here's another part of that reality. And I see this in the national polls here. Stunning poll reveals Trump would win election held today. Think about that. Think about that. And yes, that absolutely should be the poll. It should be by a wider margin. Because it turns out you don't just vote against somebody. You actually have to vote for something. And what the Democrats have voted for, and I'm not one of these folks. Uh, you know, I, I believe in persuasion. I'm not one of these folks unless it's done in a way that's not misunderstood, um, that, that looks like you're – that looks like you're, you know, uh, I don't know, mocking, mocking a Democrat who just bought into this campaign and voted against Trump. They were scared of his tweets or whatever else. Um, but some people go around and saying, this is what you voted for. Well, it's not really what they voted for. I understand a certain point what that point is being, you know, the point that's being made. And the point that's being made is true, which in, in a sense, which is you don't just vote against something. You're, you're voting for something. You're giving someone and some agenda in this country when you elect, you cast a vote for anyone, governor, president, senator, whatever, you're, whoever your votes cast for, you are you are giving them a pathway to implement their agenda. And what we've seen implemented is exactly this is the specifics of this, the, you know, when you experience and live something, it is it is different than when you intellectually think about it in advance. It is not surprising at all to me that we are experiencing this dumpster fire. It is not. This is predictable. This is how they govern. Um at some point, when they're in power in particular, it can't just be Trump is terrible. We got to stop him. Now they're in charge. They're calling the shots. They're, they're the ones that are putting together these three and a half trillion dollar spending bills. They're the ones who are executing an incredibly flawed plan in Afghanistan that leaves 
that nation in complete turmoil, and that's squarely on their shoulders. Oz was telling me during the break that Liz Cheney is blaming Trump. These things she said don't happen in a vacuum. Trump's the one that negotiated something with the Taliban. I'll tell you what Trump didn't negotiate with the Taliban was that they were going to be in charge, beheading, shooting, and whatever else, women for not wearing burqas. That wasn't part of the negotiations. If, if Trump wasn't certain, I mean, we have to ask ourselves, why, why did this not happen under Trump? Because this would not have happened under Trump. They would have been aware of this, and they would not have pulled the trigger on this. There would have been other steps taken. Dates would have been moved. He's, a, he's practical. This is, this is stupid what we've, what we've done. The decision to carry it out in the in the actual final withdrawal was led and and directed by Biden, who's now out there telling us, "Yeah, we knew this was going to be chaotic." Well, then why'd you leave people behind? Why didn't you prepare the American people a little bit for what was about to happen? Why didn't you prepare the Afghani people? I mean, th- there's so many questions. This is just not th- that's not a, a genuine answer whatsoever. And it turns out that when you cast a vote, you're not you can't just vote against something. And Democrats are starting to realize this. So again, headline of this National Pulse article, which I'll get to after the break, stunning poll reveals Trump would win election held today. This has to drive them insane. They they've invested every bit of their political capital in demonizing this guy. And after, what, eight months after the last election, it appears that he would win if the election were held today, if he was on the ballot. If the 2020 election was in 2021, if they had done what the Olympics had done and we moved it because of COVID completely and had it now, it would appear, of course, we wouldn't have eight months of Biden's track record to, you know, to base this upon if that were the case. But the point still remains that if it was held today, Trump would win. One in 10 uh, 10 Democrats saying they regret their 2020 vote. How many regret it and are just too proud to admit it? Talk about it after the break. Quick timeout. Listen to any conservative, not better talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in a minute. Welcome back. This is truly, this this poll is truly uh, just, I mean, shocking. It really is. So this is Rasmussen. I'm going to kind of go through them. I'm looking at the national polls. They're writing about this survey conducted by Rasmussen. Are you ready for this? These are the bullet points. Just 37% of voters say they would vote for Biden today. I don't know what his actual, what was his percentage? On election day, it had to be 50, was it 52 or something? I mean, that's what we're, t- I'm just, what we were told it was. So it, it's it's dropped from the low 50s to 37% in, in what, eight months? 10, what is it, nine months, whatever it's been since election day? 37% of voters now say they would vote for Biden. So... What's that mean, the number of the 81 million? I mean, that's a substantial drop. That, by my quick on-the-spot math, I would, I'm guessing that's 
only 75% of what it was. And let's say it, well, just for kicks and giggles, they tell us it was 81 million Biden voters. So that means today, I mean, I'm, I'm ballparking this, but I think this is pretty, pretty close. 60 million, almost 61 million. So he would have lost 21, almost 21 million voters in not eight or nine months. Think, let that sink in. At this rate, he's going to have negative voters, <laughs> negative number of voters voting for him if he runs for reelection in 2024. 20, 13% of Democrats say they would vote for Trump today. Now, that could be a little um, deceiving because I don't know how many voters, I'd have to look to see how many Democrats voted for Trump on, on election day. But still, 13% of Democrats. Moderate voter support for Biden has plummeted 13% while Trump has gained. 11% of 18 to 39-year-olds regret their 2020 vote. 14% of, 14% of black Americans regret their 2020 vote. 9% of Democrats regret their 2020 vote. 12% of moderates regret their 2020 vote. And he's been in office for, what, eight months or seven, whatever it is, seven, eight months. Absolutely remarkable. People see. People see this. And that should be the encouraging thing, I think. People can see what's going on. We didn't have any of this stuff when Trump was in office. We had tweets to be concerned about and talk about him being a fascist. But as far as demonstrable things happening before our eyes that was destroying the country, didn't happen. Quick time out. Back in just a minute. my friends that is all the time that we have today but fear not if you miss any part of this program you can always catch encores or you can catch whatever else you would have missed this or the television show as well the podcast you can find on apple Podcasts or on our website same with the television show as well which uh, airs on monday nights monday nights on whmb tv 40 we just shot our latest series of episodes yesterday Looking forward to get those on the air. We're here very soon. Have a great day, folks. SDGC tomorrow.